Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike alongside Joe. We are recording on a Monday. We never record on a Monday. I don't think we have ever recorded on a Monday. I, I don't think we have either. This <laughs> might be a first. It's Monday, June 27th, around 8 p.m. I am going to be on a vacation in the middle of the week, so we are recording early. Uh, but lucky for us, there's a ton of stuff to actually talk about. So we're actually in a pretty good spot. Hopefully you guys are doing well this week. On the docket today, we obviously have NAIC to talk about. And then a lot of these Lost Origin cards got revealed to us this past weekend. So we're going to be spending time with that, spending time with NAIC, and then we are going to get out of your hair. But we will start like we always do. Joe, how are you doing on this Monday evening? Uh, to be honest, loaded a question, but uh, to be unhonest, I'm doing good. I'm doing very you just, good. You did go to work. Yeah, I just got off of work. Um, I was just telling Mike before I started recording. Uh, a half hour before I was leaving work, <clears throat> um, this past weekend I was in Ohio, not for NAIC unfortunately, but for a different reason. And the person I drove back with is positive with COVID. Now. With me being COVID Joe last month, um, the likelihood of me being reinfected is very, very low because of the antibodies within 90 days of being infected. So um, it's just kind of something in the back of my mind that I have to think about all the time now. <laughs> That's, yeah, you gotta, it's just looming. <laughs> like, I, the likelihood of something happening to me is very, very low, but it's like, all right, like, for sake of others, do I, like, not? do anything for a couple of days or just like continue as normal i guess you gotta monitor your symptoms like normal right on the flip side i have zero vacation days that's true so you so had like, you I'm just had COVID. Stuck. yeah because my work took uh hours from me for being sick yeah it seems that a lot of jobs do that nowadays which is pretty 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 rude well, it's like with the, with the field that I work in, right? I work in a hospital, so I have contact with these people. So you you would assume that, well, I got it from work. So it's it, it's a whole loaded thing, honestly. And it's not worth the topic of discussion because this is a Pokemon podcast and not a human rights podcast. But it's a different topic for another day. Yeah, I agree with you. Not... Not the time and place, but obviously that would be looming because it would be looming for anybody. But luckily for you, like you said, we get to talk about Pokemon. So let's start with NAIC. Now, you were out of town, but you got to pop in and out of NAIC, right? I popped in and out, and then in the evening time, um, I generally, I, I call it a skim. So I'll just like go... Um, like, from game to game, I'll look at the general matchup, and I'm like, does this interest me? Nope. Okay, move on to the next thing. Does this interest me? Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll watch more attentively. Right. So, to be honest with you, any matchup with Palkia or RSS and Talion, I didn't bother watching at all. Uh, I just find those two decks very boring to watch. Extremely. Um, but anything with Flying Pikachu VMAX, I watched every single minute of it. Loved it. What about Mewtwo V Union? I love half of it. <laughs> if 
if you didn't get to watch, uh, I, I guess we'll just we'll just go just from the top yeah. four. Um, there were over a thousand players that were in the Masters division, and by the end of it, Azul GG, which is a crowd favorite, a fan favorite, however you want to explain him. A lot of people are a fan of him, his streams, how he approaches the game, how he teaches the game. Azul finally got his and won the NAIC championship against Isaiah Bradner, who is the NA leader in points this season I saw today with Palkia and Talion. That's what Isaiah played. And Azul won with Arceus flying Pikachu. Uh, when you think about that from a general perspective, you go, okay, well, flying Pikachu's electric. Palkia is water type. Boom, weakness, not a problem. But it was actually a pretty competitive match. I mean, these were two very high-level players, and you could tell that Isaiah had an idea and approach for how he would be dealing with this matchup. A lot of it came down to using Radiant Greninja's sniping attack, where it does 90 to 2 Pokemon, really opening up KOs for Palkia that become one-shots, whereas Flying Pikachu is already one-shotting in the first place. So it was really cool to see that matchup. But the Mewtwo v. Union deck got third. Sander Wojcik, who is known for playing control lists, played Miltank, which we all know very well, immune to attacks from Pokemon V. Miltank, Mewtwo v. Union. There is word that this was circulating the event. Uh, I got to watch it on stream a couple times, including top four. He played against Azul in the top four matchup, which in theory should do a pretty good job against Azul's deck, but... Azul played a copy of Phoebe to kind of play around the mill tank, so he did a very good job with that. It was... It's a love-hate relationship with this, man. I I, I like the Mewtwo. I hate the mill tank. And it's not even the... Like, the mill tank sucks, but... The way Sanders' deck was created, Sanders' deck had an infinite combo in in, in theory. Which was also very boring to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, this, the combo was a new supporter card called Silene, where you flip two coins for every head, you put a card from the discard pile on top of your deck, combine that with Team Yell's Cheer, which can shuffle a combination of supporter cards into your deck, and then you're basically pulling out Crushing Hammers on repeat in combination with Pow Pad. So you always have this scenario going on where your crushing, your crushing Hammer 4 set basically becomes a set of like 7, 8, nine if you're just able to use it so even if you're flipping tails it still has that pressure but like you said the cool part though is you had Mewtwo v Union we watched it in game two of the top four match Mewtwo v Union actually won game two by using the Explosion attack for three energy 16 damage counters on your opponent in any way you like he was able to take four prizes off of Azul in top four it was really cool to see I thought that Really, the cool part about this deck is this, that Mewtwo V Union was used, and we saw a V Union. Yeah, I did. I send you in the group chat too that someone said if I see a V Union in top eight, I'm eating a uh, an Eternatus. Ugh. I mean, they're 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 digesting it as we speak. Probably. Because seriously, it, it to see a top four with a Mewtwo V Union and a Pikachu fly, a flying Pikachu V Max cards from sets that we never really spend a lot of time with is pretty incredible. Uh, and I'm, ha- I'm happy that, that Pikachu was there in one. Oh yeah, I mean, and you could do the weakness argument, but the fact that we saw a flying Pikachu VMAX, clearly a card that was made as a, a, a love letter to the fans of an old card that was printed, 
it, it, it can't get any better than that. Yeah, but I think the more impressive feat personally is he played the deck last week, right? Yes. So uh, let's let's take a breakdown of comparison of the decks, and I'm really assuming he changed a couple cards, which would have been Phoebe was definitely one of them, probably. Let's see oh, yeah. here. Uh, well, he even said it. He lost a mill tank a week prior, and he said he's never doing that again. Yeah, and so he popped a Phoebe there. Yeah, and and he did what he needed to do. He had pal pads so he could use it more than once, and it was masterful play over the weekend. It really was. The games that I watched were very, very high level. Isaiah Bradner is a joy to watch play. He will be getting his soon. I know he's brand new to the Masters division. Being number one points leader as a first-time Masters player is pretty impressive, and I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I think that... Looking at the two lists, uh, he went one research, one Phoebe. The previous yes, he did week. play research as well. Yeah, but... Oh, no, it's went two research. Did he play two? Uh, I'm trying to compare the contrast right now. Uh, so the winning list has two research and one Phoebe. So he bumped up his... Research count is Phoebe, but then got rid of got rid of Shauna. He got rid of a tool jammer and air balloon. So he just went for more consistency with his supporters. Yeah, he got rid of tool jammer and air balloon. That's what he got rid of. And he really made sure that the cards he replaced were made for specific matchups. I mean, this was the ultimate anti-meta deck. You know. Like, it, and to be honest, so like find Pikachu's for retreat. So like he probably realized like what do you really need this for? No, exactly. He did, did he didn't need it. So you have all these single or double retreat cards, and the cards that have two retreat you can pick up with Sharon's care. So Sharon's care, yeah, or or you got one switch, but Right. So you had all this stuff put together. I mean Azul Azul played his deck as good as he physically could have, and so did Isaiah. It was really cool to see. And the last part about NAIC that was awesome was we also saw uh, probably the first ever jumbo deck. Yeah. There was a uh, player who took a deck of 60 jumbo Pokemon cards, the ones you see in the products. And after talking with the judges, they ruled that it was completely legal. Um, it didn't have any energy. So I imagine his day went very quickly, but that's some of the stuff you see at NAIC. Sometimes people just having a blast and having fun with something completely hilarious. And that, that qualifies as completely hilarious. That's awesome. So what I'm trying to distinguish with that deck, like, legally speaking, yeah, it's all the same size. It's hard to distinguish different things. But do they still have the uh, markings at the bottom, right, for rotations? Yep. yep. Are there enough jumbo cards in the current set really to make a 60 oh yeah i mean i see you see the picture i see the picture of them they all have their marks he has some four ofs he has four of snorlax v max he has four pikachus poltyguys tatarine i mean it's hilarious it really is i mean i i just thought it was awesome to to, to add on top of a phenomenal event as a whole to see this jumbo deck was just it was sweet it was sweet so i mean i don't know how he performed but 
Well, I'm seeing as there's no energy, probably not well, but you know, that's Other all. Other full supporters. No, no trainers. It was all Pokemon. Is the Pokemon Go trainers? Are there going to be Dumbos? I don't know. I do. What if we could actually have see a sixty card deck? That'd be crazy. Yeah, but like you said, the energy problem. Yeah, you can't have energy, but you know, different problem for a different day. Nonetheless, though, it was pretty sweet. Before we move on from NAIC, is there anything else you'd like to add? Because, I mean, we hit the big parts, but you never know what else you want to add to it. Um, just that so there's, again, controversy over the weekend and the player being booted for cheating. Yeah. I, I'm, always, I'm always interested to see, because every NAIC, there's a witch hunt. And this, this didn't fail. Happens, which is a bummer. I mean, Steven Ivanov, I believe, couldn't travel because he got COVID the day before. Tord lost his deck in the middle of the event, so he lost a round, and he uh, missed day two by a game. It was a very weird event on that end of things as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, it's, it was an joy to watch, and now, now we get ready for Worlds with a format that we know will evolve as time goes on. Yeah, we'll, we'll know that Flying Pikachu VMAX will be there, I guess. Oh, it definitely will, and I'm curious to see how people respond to it. I really am. But that's... Again, that's a conversation probably for closer to end of July time. We are now going to move into the news surrounding Lost Origin. There's a bunch of little pieces of news, so I'm going to try to bounce around here. First and foremost, we have our pre-release promos revealed. We don't necessarily know what they all do, um, but this is very unique because one of the promos is a Finneon. Not a Luminion, a Finneon. What? So we have Gengar, which is the stage two one that when you put it from your discard pile onto your bench, you put three damage counters on your this Pokemon. We've talked oh, about this okay. card before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one is Comfey. Comfey has the ability flower picking. This is a lost zone card once during your turn. If this Pokemon is in the active spot, you may look at the top two cards of your deck, put one in your hand, put the other card in the lost zone. What are your thoughts on that card? It's it's an acro bike. Yeah, it's an acro bike, basically. But uh, I, it's in the active spot. No, 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 I wouldn't. You've, no. you've switched. You've, you've scoop of net. No. I mean, no. we've seen with Mew and Inteleon and Grit. Like, I think I think scoop of net makes all these active spot cards viable. This this card this card's one thing. Lost Zone's another thing. Right. Like, I can recur things from my discard pile, whether it be with that weird coin flipping card or team yell, cheer, grunt thing. Mm-hmm. Or uh, using an ordinary rod, right? Right. I can't do that because it's in the Lost Zone. There's no recursion. This would be a Lost Zone card, I guess. I guess today's theme as we go through is a lot of these cards will pertain to the Lost Zone mechanics, so we're going to, I guess, try to keep that in mind as we describe them. But you're right. As a general card, you're not going to be using it. General card, you're going to be using it. And I could be bashing on a lot of different, honest, I could probably, honestly be bashing a lot of different Lost Zone cards and just not really putting my brain together and saying, how do these cards interact with each other? And that could be another problem, part of personal problem with that I have. Um, but I just don't have enough information out there really to warrant me saying good or bad right now. And right now I'm going to tell you bad because it's lost zone. I can't get anything from the lost zone. 
That's fair. It's a general card. It's it's on the the downswing. The next card is Machamp. Stage two with the ability Crisis Muscle. If your opponent has three or fewer prize cards, that is 158 more HP. Again, a card we've talked about before. This is that potential 300 HP single prizer for two fighting energy strong Lariat, 100 plus 100. But if you do that, you can't attack next turn. This is the single prizer that people are kind of waiting for to mess around with. Finally, the Finneon. It's blocked. It hasn't fully been revealed yet. I don't want to read into it because only part of the ability is there, but it starts with as often as you like during your turn and has water energy involved. So I'm imagining it's got to be some acceleration mechanic, but I thought it was like during your turn, but I'm assuming it's like a water moving ability. That's what I'm guessing too, but I, I'm going to try to hold off until we actually see it. Yeah, something with the attack swim freely. So maybe kind of like an everybody's rollout thing too. Everybody's rollout, like, or do you think it's a swim freely? Do you think that's swim? I don't know. We're gonna find out, man. I, I guess I guess we'll find out when we get there. But that's the that's the question mark pre-release because I don't know how often we see like basics that are in an evolution line as a promo. So Here are these promos. What does it do? We can't tell you. Yeah, it. We'll, I'm sure we'll find out in the next couple of days. But those are your promos. Um, aside from that, we got new decks revealed, the prepackaged VMAX decks. We have Deoxys V-Star and VMAX and Zeraora V-Star and VMAX. I'll be going over these cards pretty quickly. The V-Stars are a little more prevalent than the VMAXs, I think. But, you know, we'll find out in discussion. The Axis V, 210 HP, basic psychic for one psychic and a colorless psychic 30 plus 30 for each energy attached to your opponent's active. For one psychic, two colorless power edge for 140. The Axis V Max, 330 HP, the ability protective DNA. Your Pokemon in play take 30 less damage from attacks by your opponent's V Star. For one psychic and two colorless, max drain 160, heal 30. So again, that is the VMAX. Finally, the V-Star, 270 HP, two Psychic, one Colorless, Psy, Javelin, 190, and 60 to one of your opponent's V. Imagine it's going to be benched. For one Psychic, your V-Star power is Star Force. This attack does 60 damage for each energy attached to both Pokemon. Weak to Dark and has a retreat of two. What are your opinions on Deoxys? Just uh, the package as a whole. There's a lot to digest here. I'm glad that they're introducing the V with giving you a V Max option and a V Star option. So that as a whole is pretty interesting. The ba the basic Deoxys V is just whatever. The uh, door. Doesn't do anything good for me. Doesn't do negative. It just doesn't really, whatever. It, that it you need it to evolve, right? That's what you need it for. Um. Now I am personally more. I would choose the Deoxys V Star over the V Max personally. Oh, definitely. Uh, just because I feel sniping is good. Yeah, the V Star is way better. Yeah. Along with the energy, and then with the V Max, 
more retreats, more prize cards, right? Less damage. Less damage, heal for 30, and then take three less from your opponent's V-Stars. Like, uh, okay. It's bad. It's bad. It is what it is. The V-Stars, the V-Stars good, decent, and the V-Max is bad. But, um, like, everybody prepared for dark, so, uh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pass on the Deoxys as well. Like, every, are... every, everybody texts in dark, so I don't... No, it's not good. Yeah, by the time it comes out, that probably won't change either. VMAX is not going to not gonna be good at all. Star, I can see happening. I'm with you on that, I agree. The Zera Aura V package, Zera Aura V, 210 HP for one lightning and a colorless Colossus, two lightning and a colorless Thunderous Bolt, 190, and your opponent, or this Pokemon cannot attack next turn. It's VMAX is 320 HP for two lightning reaction pulse. This attack does 60 damage for each of your opponent's Pokemon in play that have an ability. For two lightning and a colorless, 240, discard two cards, or two energy, I should say, from this Pokemon. So Zera Aura VMAX plays off of abilities for ramping damage. Zera Aura V-Star, 270 HP, Two lightning and a colorless crashing beat 190. You may discard a stadium from play. And its V-Star power is three lightning and a colorless Thunderstar. Choose one of your opponent's Pokemon four times and do 60 damage to it. So it's like a 60 snipe spread four times or centered on one card. It's got a retreat of zero. V-Max has a retreat of two. Its V-Star has a retreat of zero. Uh, again, before you get your opinion, the ability attack is enticing, but... Retreat-wise, energy cost-wise, everything in consideration, the V-Star, I feel like, is still way better. Why would you give the V-Max two retreat and then the V-Star zero? Because it's Pokemon. Like, because you, quote-unquote, Dynamax something? I don't like... know, man. I agree. I agree. But the numbers are there. Um, I like both cards, honestly. And they're pretty the cool. The ability attack is enticing. Yes. Honestly, 240 for three energy is great. Um, we're talking about slack. I was talking about slacking the other week, right? Hitting right. 240 for four colorists. So what's the real difference? It's fair. Right? I, I got to reattach two more energies back on. Like, losing two cards from the attack is not that big of a deal because we are getting Spark now where you, in the Pokemon Go set, where you draw two cards and right. then you flip a coin. If you hit heads, then you can attach the energy. So you're kind of like a pseudo uh, patch, right? So, that, like, it goes to your bench as well. So that's kind of the bummer part of it. But there's a way to accelerate, kind of, now. We're coin flipping cards again. So what's the difference? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, just truthfully, I guess both Zero Aurora cards aren't bad. I very much favor the V-Star, but I can see the argument for the V-Max. Like, the, the, way, the way that I can think about Spark is, honestly, if you play Spark with uh, the light, the speed energy, it's like you're drawing four cards with one card. Maybe two. True. Just, yeah, you're right. Part of it, so. uh, that's where I see the more feasibility with Zero Aura. Uh, but I believe both cards are pretty viable. But if I'm going to be playing 
zero or a VMAX with for the ability portion of it, why not just go with uh, Appleton? Yeah, or maybe this is like if you actually are playing zero or a V star, if it be very much theorizing, you have a one yeah. of VMAX. Probably. Yeah, I think it's simple stuff like that. Um, following up, though, the only other new card is Camel Poucher. This is a tool. It states that if the card this tool is attached to is either a V-Star or a V-Max, whenever your opponent plays a supporter card from your hand, prevent all effects of that card done to this Pokemon. This is a very relevant item because of boss's orders. You know, now a lot of these things that sit on the bench, Tool Jammer, Tool Scrapper, this tool removal suddenly becomes a little more viable because you know we are going to see this card. I mean, is that not just a given? Yeah, like, we just got Diancy, right? Right. So, uh, what's the point of playing Diancy? Why waste the bench spot for that at this point in time, right? Yeah, this is just uh, better Diancy. This is better Diancy, but on the flip side, we do have Tool Scrapper in the format. Which is right. now going to be more of a, a viable card. I mean, it, it already got played, but Tool Jammer, Tool Scrapper, we're just going to see it more. Yeah. Is pretty much all of this means. Yeah, you, you still have your counters available, so it's it's still viable and a good choice, especially if you have that bench set up need to be done. Right. Uh, in terms of other cards, we did get some flagship cards revealed for Lost Origin, and then we'll be bouncing out of here. The first card on the list is Delphox V. This is one of the few cards that isn't Lost Zone oriented. Delphox V is a 210 HP fire type. For one fire, Spooky Torch, your opponent's active is burned and confused. For two fire and a colorless magical fire, 120, put two energy cards attached to this Pokemon into the Lost Zone. Oh, so it does do Lost Zone stuff. Oops. This attack also does 120 damage to one of your opponent's benched Pokemon. It's so weak to water and has a retreat of two. So first attack status is not really relevant, but, you know, early on in the game, if you have this in the active, you'll hit it with that attack. 120 to the active, 120 to the bench, two energy in the Lost Zone. Assuming the Lost Zone mechanic works in synergy with each other, that's a pretty good attack. Yeah. Like... We've seen, we saw with Radiant Greninja what sniping 90 to 2 spots can do for setting up a game. I know this is two prizes, but there has to be value there somewhat. I mean, we have Magma Basin. We have ways to attach fire energy. It's a pretty decent card. So why... If you're looking to play a deck that does this, why not just play Rapid Strike or Shifu? This would just be a type, a type situation, like a typing scenario. You know, that's all it would be. Yeah. And Lost Zone, right? We don't know where this Lost Zone stuff is heading. Not completely, no. Um, I just have a... I don't know. I I, I saw what this did for Blacephalon, right? Blacephalon attack was removed and put into the Lost Zone. And that ended up... It, it did fine in events, honestly. Like the uh, Blacephalon uh, GX, to be specific, not Baby Blacephalon. Um, but there is points where people just run out of resources. And if you I just think... out, if you on tank it, and then I don't know. It's I I have I have a hard time when you're discarding something into the lost zone for an attack. It just some, and I'm saying I'm not being fair about it, but it just 
past experiences never left a good taste in my mouth. We have to see this lost zone as a whole seems like it's going to be a lot more involved, but I understand you're, you're looking at a scenario where, you know, you, the energy goes away forever and that typically isn't a good taste. No, and that's the, that was a, the nice thing about Blasphalam and that was also the, the hard part about it was that right. if you did not knock it out, you just lost a bunch of energy. Yeah, I, I think just lost zone is going to end up being very aggressive. Uh, the next card on the list is Cramorant. It is a basic water type with 110 HP. has the ability Lost Supply. If you have four or more cards in your Lost Zone, ignore all energy in this Pokemon's attack cost. For two water and a colorless cov- uh, conniving spit, just 110 flat. Speak to Lightning and retreat to one. No weak. Uh, can't be affected by weakness. Yes, so it's just a 110 flat. It, it, Which is big honestly this is again it's good we just don't know where lost zone is heading so i'm assuming this is set is good this set's going to be so lost zone heavy that it's going to be good i disagree with this card completely with your assessment of it you don't think uh, it's going to be good no no you because it doesn't affect by weakness the reason you would play this card in any situation would be hit for weakness i, I just I saw what's, what the, what's one ten gonna do for you? What's we're talking about Cramorant, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. One ten, one ten. For me, one ten does the same thing that Radiant Greninja did to make the Palkia matchup winnable against RSU's Flying Pikachu. It's a single prizer that sets up knockouts. Like I have a hard time not valuing that on recency bias. I guess. I, I don't. With... I don't necessarily mind the the lost mechanic of it, and I think that helps out the whole situation. But not being able to be affected by weakness is like just tough for me. It does suck, right? Because you play typings for that reason, especially an energyless attack. You assume, so I understand that point of view. Yeah, that, that's the reason I would kind of work against it. The next card is Bennett. Uh Bennett is a stage one hundred HP psychic type with the ability Puppet Memorial. Once during your turn, you may choose a supported card from your discard pile, reveal it, and put it into your hand. If you do, put this Pokemon in the Lost Zone. For two Psychic, it does 50 damage, it's weak to dark, and a retreat of one, but clearly here the focus is the ability. Oh, yeah. It's a stage one, so you have to evolve it, but it's a pretty powerful ability. It's a good that's on a stage one. That's yes. all I want to sell it here. If, if I was on a basic, just straight up busted. We would have a problem. But I think I think as an ability, even in non-Lost Zone decks, this is a good card. I just, when you have an evolution, it's been proven historically that you can find ways to, to fit stage one lines without having too much of a problem. Uh, I think this card will be relevant. Mm-hmm. To what extent, I don't know, but the ability is too good to just ignore it. Yeah. So, do we value this Bennett over uh, Eldegoss? Eldegoss is instant, but it can be shut off by peak, so I don't know. I think this could be scoop up netted if it wanted to, but it's going into Lost Zone, so it's not even a target. So, I feel like Bennett might be better. You know what I mean? Like Eldegoss is a is a is a liability on the bench, mm-hmm. and you can't even 
you can't even uh, echoing horn the net for numerous reasons, but it's in the loss zone. Yeah. So I think this is better. I think it is. We'll have to see. Yeah. The next card on the list, we, we already talked about Comfey, so we'll skip that for now. We have Giratina, one of the flagship Pokemon we knew was on the way in this set. Giratina V, a dragon type, 220 HP for colorless. It has Abyss Seeker. Look at the top four cards of your deck, put two of them in your hand, and the remaining in the Lost Zone. For a Grass Psychic Colorless, Shred 160, and this attack's damage is not affected by effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. No weakness, no resistance, because it's Dragon-type. So retreat it to. Giratina V-Star, 280 HP. One Grass Psychic Colorless, Lost Impact. 280, put two energy attached to your Pokemon in the Lost Zone. So it could be anywhere. Its V-Star power is one Grass, one Psychic. You may only use this attack if you have 10 or more cards in the Lost Zone. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now knocked out. Has a retreat of two. I think this is a very intriguing card because it seems that the, the set is giving us a lot of aggressive ways to put cards in the Lost Zone. It seems to be a little easier than the first time they gave it to us in recent history. It's a dragon type, so the only way it becomes playable, unless double dragons on the way, is with Arceus. Arceus, Giratina, V-Star, I feel like is a really mucky combination because you really want to focus on putting cards in the Lost Zone. But what do you think about this this card as a whole? I mean, three colorless, or sorry, three energy 280 is pretty insane. Yeah. Like, do you even care about discarding energy on the board? Not even, it doesn't even have to be on Giratina. Like that's 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 a ton of damage, dude. Yeah, that is a lot of damage. Uh, I'm just trying to, like again, we're still waiting for more cards in here. So we have a great partner for Bennett now, right? You got a psychic type. We're cool there. Um, I just gotta figure out what in the realm of grass is gonna help this deck. Probably doesn't. You probably just go Arceus and I have at a 280 attacker. Like, is this now your partner for Radiant Venusaur? I just think it's going to be with Arceus. I truly think just it's three energy. And who cares about the Lasso mechanic? You're hitting for 280. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who cares? Well, you're hitting for 280. 283. Choice Bands 310. Zigzagoons 320. We have scoop up nets. This is a good card, dude. And it doesn't have weakness. The V Star Power Attack is nice. Yeah, and the V Star Power Attack is kind of like a Zoroark GX thing where, like, you're not really going to use it, but if you do, that's pretty cool. I think there's some viability, especially with the next couple of cards. Oh, definitely with the trainers that we're about to read, but it this is the best card we've read as as we would assume, and it's it's a good card. Um Did you notice that the silly border around these cards? The What do you mean? Anything that's mentioned of a loss zone, the silly colors around them. Oh yeah, it has that little vibrant color. That is interesting. That's an interesting touch. Huh. So, like, every every card that's been mentioned in the Lost Zone has this, like, weaving of these, like, 
smoky ribbons of like hot pink, blue, purple. Like if if you're that old to remember, like you remember like those like cups from the nineties with like the yeah, colors like, the like that. Cups. Yeah, uh, that's what it looks. What the Fair colors enough. look like? It is cool. I didn't notice that. That is pretty sweet. Uh, I guess we might as well get into those trainers yeah. while we're on it. Um, first supporter up is Corliss or Colris Experiment. Colris's Experiment. The supporter reads: Look at the top five cards of your deck. Put three into your hand, and the remaining in the lost zone. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna group all these together. So that supporter, look at top five, pick three, two go in the lost zone. The next card is an item lost sweeper. In order to play this card, you have to put a card from your hand into the lost zone. So there is a price. Choose either a Pokemon tool or stadium card in play and put it in the lost zone. So you have a discard one forever. Remove stadium, remove tool. So kind of like a weird field blower-esque thing. Next, we have Mirage Gate. You can only play this card if you have seven or more cards in your lost zone. Search your deck for up to two basic energy of different types and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like. Ah, ah. synergy coming here. Finally, there the last is. one is a stadium lost city. When a Pokemon is knocked out, put it in the lost zone instead of discarding it. Dude, they're going heavy lost zone in this set. Heavier than the last time we got it. I guess, like, what do you think of these trainers? I mean, really, they all come down to lost zone stuff, but we have stadium tool removal. We have quote unquote draw, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then we have energy acceleration from the deck. Uh, I, I think this is great. Um, honestly, this may, this may make expanded Lost March better. Well, Lost March definitely comes into play here with all these cards. Uh, Lost City. Like, remember when people were playing, um, uh, what's the flying rat? Emolga. Emolga. They were playing Emolga with it before, right? Mm-hmm. With Lost, with Lost March. Now Emolga for sure can go into the, the Lost Zone. Right. Um, it definitely but, does make it better. Yeah. I mean, all these cards just show me they really are going to go aggressive in a Lost Zone. Uh, the only other card I want to add is another Pokemon from a different post. We have Barbarical. It's ability loss block. As long as this Pokemon is in play, your opponent puts any prize cards they would take into the loss zone instead of putting them into their hand. So again, another aggressive loss zone mechanic. I think that this set is going to go so heavy on the loss zone that it might actually be like reasonably viable. I'm just super hoping not them not going towards disruption with it. I haven't seen it yet, other than the stadium removal, but... Let's see, Lost Sweeper, Lost City, uh, Barbarical. It's more of, I guess, like, it's like denial. Like, it's recursion denial. Which we don't ever see, because Lost Zone isn't in the sets that often. Yeah. So once something goes, it goes. I I don't know. I there's not a lot we can add on to this because we don't know how Lost Zone, how the Lost Zone will will act in this meta. But it's cool to get a chance to actually see what their plans are, though. Yeah. 
I, I'm I'm in for it. I mean, those are the cards. Those are the new cards. Hopefully, you spent some time looking at them yourselves as the as a listener. But is there anything you want to say about these cards as a whole, and then we'll kind of jump out of here? I uh, I'm just looking for a way that most things fit. And obviously, we have the synergy with uh, Giratina V and V Star with some of the trainer cards. Um, it's starting to come together a little bit by little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. It's a lot of unknown, but it's exciting to see what their, what their plans are starting to look like. Yeah, there is a deck here. How are people going to be using that deck? But we won't really need to know until after Worlds. Yeah, we won't. And that kind of ends our show here. Again, thank you for joining us on this longer episode this week. We hope you enjoyed NEIC. Now we're on the road to get ready for Worlds. Thank you guys so much for supporting us like you do each and every week. And with that said, Joe, is there anything you'd like to say before we head out? Mike, have a fun time on your vacation. Yeah, I'll be gone for a couple weeks. Joe will be holding down the fort with a couple surprises. And Yeah, I think next week will be the first time ever that Mike will not be on an episode. But we got something planned. I'm, I'm in. I'm ready to listen. I'm excited Fresh. to listen. Are you really going to listen to whatever country you're going to be in? I don't know, but I will listen. Somehow. Play, on, play it on repeat on your, on your whole flight back. Exactly. That's all I want to do. Thank you guys so much for listening to us as you do. Again, as I said, have fun with your families. Be safe in whatever you do. Play some Pokemon, and we will see you next time. <laughs>